Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Doc Sportscast today. So, um, Aurora and I, we got a you know, little bit of news to cover here today. There's obviously been a lot of things going on um, in the NFL um, and in the NBA uh, recently, and uh, we're just going to touch on those topics and, uh, you know, give you guys a, a brief update. We'll talk about Thursday night football as well. Uh, so first off, let's kick that off because that is uh, fresh on our minds uh, from last night. Uh, Thursday night football between the New York Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. Guys, this was a game that uh, we expected to be a bit closer than what it ended up as. Um, ultimately, this game would have been a lot closer uh, if if Mike White had stayed healthy. Uh, he obviously went out in the game uh, with an injury. Josh Johnson had to come in, uh, but Mike White looked good. He was 7 for 11 on 95 yards um, and a touchdown, no interceptions, and and that was great. He started out hot. He, he was looking like he was going to do really, really well again for this Jets team and then goes down with that injury. Uh, and Josh Johnson, he comes in, and, and he plays fine, guys, but here's the thing that happened. The Jets... And, and typical Jets fashion, uh, decided, okay, let's let's run away from everything we were doing well, and let's just, you know, revamp. And this happens a lot of times when you put a new quarterback in, uh, put a guy in off the bench. Uh, people will, you know, ha- hesitate. They're, they're scared. They don't want to have the guy go out there and throw a bunch of passes. But at the same time, guys, your, your team is what your team is. It's made up of a specific type of, of skill set and a specific type of players and if you don't play that way, it's going to hurt your team. This is what's happening with the um, Chicago Bears. You know, the Bears are set up for a certain type of system. Justin Fields has doesn't fit in that system. And so it's making it look like Justin Fields is so horrible when really he's better. Yeah, he's not ready to be like an elite quarterback, but he's better than what he looks like because their system's not great. Obviously, Matt Nagy wasn't doing the play calling last week, and he looked a lot better because he was able to get out of the pocket, run the ball more. Um, they were able to do some different blocking skills schemes and that worked well this Jets team they did the same thing that a lot of teams do when they put in a backup quarterback or a new quarterback they just completely went away from what they were doing and what their game plan was Um, they had some successful weeks the last couple weeks with moving the ball having their offense get up and down the field and they just completely ran away from it as soon as um, Josh Johnson came in the game now when when Johnson came in the game you know, it was <laughs> they were down only only a touchdown. I, I want to say I want to say it was only one touchdown. They were down at that point, and man, it just went downhill from there. Uh, maybe they were down two touchdowns. Yeah, no, they were down two touchdowns because uh, Johnson, Ty Johnson, uh, fumbled the ball, uh, which I don't understand why he got back in the game. I don't understand why he continued to play uh, after that fumble. I mean, Michael Carter has been showing he can be a workhorse quarter. Uh, right, running back and um I, I just saw michael i saw ty johnson in there for a little too much snaps for me um i was worried he was going to fumble again out there but this jets team would have possibly won this game would have been very competitive in this game if mike white had stayed healthy that's the point here now josh johnson came in and he played well after they started letting him rip the ball after they got down big they said hey go out there do your thing do whatever you need you can't make it worse for us like we'll just lose by more and all of a sudden they started playing well he started going out there making the right plays getting the ball to the right guys uh you know trusting his receivers getting the ball deep downfield taking some shots yeah, some of his shots look bad. Some of his deep balls look bad. Um, yeah, he threw the interception, but 
they were more competitive that way. And that's the thing I will tell teams that they need to continue to try to do moving forward. Once you put in a backup quarterback, don't sit there and be so scared. Don't sit there and be so hesitant. You you should know your backup quarterback, what they're good at, what they're not, and let them go out there and rip that ball. Uh, because it's going to give them confidence, going to give your team confidence, and it's going to help you know provide them a boost. And that's what happened once the, the Jets got down so big and they finally said to Josh Johnson, hey, go out there and make some plays. Uh, and he did. He, he did really well uh, once that happened. So um, on the Colts side of things, man, I mean, Carson Wentz played amazing. Um, you know, he did Carson Wentz things. Yeah, he didn't throw the ball deep downfield all that much. He only he went 22 for 30, 272 yards on the day, three touchdowns, no interceptions. This is what we want to see from Carson Wentz. And I think the thing is that if he doesn't have to play hero ball, if they run that ball, they run that clock, he's going to be fine. And this that's what we see from him. Jonathan Taylor had 172 rushing yards. He broke one off for 78. He had two touchdowns on the day. Amazing for his fantasy owners. I'm sure they loved that. Naheem Hines also got into the work. Six carries for 74 yards. They just gushed uh, the running, or they gashed the running defense of the Jets over and over and over. Um, and receiving-wise, Michael Pittman, five catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown on the day for him. Uh, they had a few other guys get touchdowns, and, uh, you know, they, they they just did an amazing job, played really well out there. I look for the Colts to continue being a competitive team. I think they're going to be fine. I really, really do. Um, they possibly have a chance to make the playoffs, and so, you know, we'll see what happens with them. But, you know, that that's where we're going to end up when it comes to the Colts is – you know, just a steady, consistent team. Defense is going to win out, and they'll beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Can they beat those teams that are super competitive? I think they can. They've got to understand that the run game has to dictate their offense, and that's going to be able to help them. So, moving on from the Thursday night football, um, you know, we'll talk real quick, just give you guys an update. We don't have all the news and stuff yet about it because it's going to take a while for all of this to come out but the phoenix suns owner if you guys have not heard there are a lot of allegations out right now um with the ownership of the phoenix suns with uh racism and uh misogynistic um you know actions uh within the organization um and that's you know robert uh sarver is the owner there they had that great run last year in the playoffs and now all this comes out uh so this is this is really bad it's a, very upsetting to see but again we don't know all the details so it, it's something that we're going to need to keep following and figure out you know what's really going on here at this point with any organization there anything could come out as an allegation anything could come out and be said oh this is happening oh this happened this happened Anything can be an allegation, but is it really something that is actually happening in the workplace um, that is that is a pattern, that is consistent, okay? Yeah, one-off things every now and then with a coworker or someone in the organization that leaves, uh, you know, and goes somewhere else because they didn't fit with the organization. I mean, that, that shows they got rid of that person and moved on, right? So that's the thing here. We got to be careful with it, um, you know, not to say that none of this happened, but we don't know all the details yet, so we'll have to wait and see as time goes on because as we see often with these first news reports, they'll say, oh, all these things happen, but then some of these things get dialed back. So let's wait a little bit um, on that, okay? Now, um, we're going to 
jump back off the NBA because um, that's really the only big thing we really want to talk about with it um, and get into the NFL a little bit more here. We're going to talk about the preview of the upcoming slate of games, give you guys some DFS advice for players to go with out there. Um, and first off, we are going to talk about the news of what's going on with Odell Beckham Jr., right? <sighs> Odell Beckham Jr., L- listen, I, I am never a fan of professional athletes' parents jumping in and getting involved in things. Never a fan of it. Uh, when when players' parents jump in and get involved in things to a certain level, I understand they want to cheer their 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 player on. They want to do certain things fine. But but this guy, Odell Beckham Jr., Odell Beckham Senior, um, what he did and what he posted was at the worst time. And and professional athletes have to understand. And I've said this before, they have to understand what they are in the media. They have to understand their celebrity status and what they do to influence people. They also have to understand, and their family has to understand, what they do to influence the athlete. Okay, This this put a ton more pressure on Odell Beckham. And all these things are coming out, you know, because all of a sudden Odell Beckham wanted to come to practice. And coach says, no, you're not allowed in practice. You're not on this team anymore, okay? We didn't hear a ton of reports on Odell Beckham Jr. stirring up stuff in the locker room. We didn't hear reports of that. So now, you know what that makes me think? Maybe Odell Beckham Sr. has impacted this a little bit. Maybe he has affected his son's playing ability for this team right now. And this is not something unheard of. Like, like this will happen if certain bad things out in the press comes up, okay? So... We do have to be concerned about this uh, for Odell Beckham Jr.'s case because, to me, everybody wants to say, oh, there's no chemistry. Oh, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield doesn't mesh with him. Look, at the end of the day, Odell Beckham doesn't fit with Baker Mayfield. That's all that matters. If you get a quarterback that comes into your system and it doesn't work, what do you do? You move on from him. This is a wide receiver. This is a guy that's not a staple of your offense because you've got other talent on the team. You've got an amazing running attack. You got Jarvis Landry. You got some other guys out there. Like, why is it that they're so fixated on Odell Beckham? He should have been moved a long time ago. This is not a fit. And the more you try and fit a square peg in a round hole, the more frustrated you're going to get. And that's where the Browns are right now. So if you're a parent, just like the just like the Ball family, okay, just, these parents need to shut up. And let their kids do what they need to do. The, look, Calvin Ridley is walking away from football right now because of mental, mental, um, not mental issues, but me- mental health reasons. Okay, what people have to understand is there's enough pressure on these athletes already. They're being thrust into the light from high school to college and into the pros so quickly, they can't process it. Guys, people are not full adults by the time they hit, you know, 16, 17. They're not adults, okay? I mean, I'm barely an adult, and I'm 31. Like, this is, people have to understand that these people are having to grow up and hit these pressures and stresses way too quick. And if you're a parent, you doing crap like this on social media, on television like the Ball family, like doing all this crap just puts more pressure on these these kids and on on these athletes. Okay? Now Old Beckham Jr., yes, he's not a kid. He isn't he is an adult at this point. But 
there's something mental that's going on with this. There's some mental aspect to it, and and it's too much pressure. Calvin Ridley is experiencing this, and he has to walk away from football right now. So shut up and let your kids do what they need to do. Let your 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 athletes, the your the people that you're fans of, do what they need to do to be the best that they can. Okay, Carson Wentz. If you're a Colts fan. Don't sit and boo all over him and go crazy about him and, and, and put all this social media crap about how horrible he is if he plays a bad game. You're not going to help your team. You're not going to help them. Moving forward, what are you doing? All you're doing is making them play bad in the future. That doesn't help anyone. If you want your team to do well, listen to what Justin Fields said about Andy Dalton earlier in the season and because he told Bears fans, look, you need to root for whoever your quarterback is out on the field. I don't care who it is. And that's what everybody needs to listen to. Yeah, you can you can criticize, you can critique players, but like certain things need to need to stop being said. Um, you need to you need you can critique people's play during certain games and things like that, but don't say they're a bum. Don't say that they can't play. Don't say that they're worthless. That you need to get rid of these guys because these are professional athletes that you try and get on that damn field. You try and go out there and do what these guys are doing. You know what? You wouldn't make the team. So all these guys are way better than what you are at home. Okay? We need to understand this. And for a parent's standpoint, you need to understand that this athlete is doing something that you haven't done, is doing something that, that you don't really know and be a part of because you're not in that locker room every day, day in and day out. So shut your mouth because you don't know what you're talking about. All you're doing is making things worse. Okay? Now, Reverting off the parent, going back to OBJ, um, they're negotiating to release him at this point. If I am a team, I'm not going to be looking to bring him in. Um, I, I, I really wouldn't. I would I would let him sit for the rest of the season because he needs to understand some things about his game. He needs to understand some things about what he does out there and how he goes about his game um, on and off the field. I think that Baker Mayfield is a reasonable person. I think he's a reasonable quarterback. If there's a reason that he does not like OBJ, there is something that's there about it, okay? It's not a racist thing because there's plenty of other wide receivers on the team that he's throwing to left and right. It's not something like that. It's got to be something about the personality, something about the character of who he is. Maybe he's whining and crying for too many balls to be thrown to him. Baker's like, you know what? I don't care. Like, I'm going to throw the ball to the right guy. I'm going to make the right plays. You're trying to pressure me to bait bad throws. And... And realistically, when you look at it, yes, every wide receiver in the NFL can get open at times. But if you go back and look at the tape, watch it closely. Beckham wants the ball a lot of times when he's not open. He gets mad when throw when jump balls aren't thrown to him. Look, if a quarterback doesn't want to throw you a jump ball, that's their decision. That's up to the quarterback. If you want the ball thrown to you, you get open all the time. And yes, I know there's times that he gets open and the ball doesn't get thrown to him, but that's every wide receiver in the NFL. Welcome to the NFL. Welcome to football. Okay? It's a part of the game. So, um, that that's something to to watch here for the Browns. Where would OBJ go? Obviously, I think the Saints would be a team that would look at him. Um, I, I don't. And OBJ, he you know he's very he's very high on himself. He thinks very high of himself. He's a guy that's not going to settle for certain teams. I mean, knowing him, he's probably going to say, "Oh, I want to go to Tampa, right, and go win a championship." But um, you know, the the Saints would be a team that could have interested him. I think. At this point, if you're the Giants, why not look at him? I mean, your wide receiver core is devastated with injuries right now. Um, 
San Francisco, you know, might be interesting to a guy like him. But ultimately, I would stay away from him. If I'm teams, I'm I'm staying away from him. Uh, the Packers might be a team that would look at him. Um, I would not do that. I think it's cancerous to your locker room. Um, I, I just would not look at that as an option. But, yeah, anyway, um, crazy to me. It's crazy to me that he stayed with the team this long. He should have been moved a long time ago. There will be a fit for him. He is a talent. He's a professional athlete. He's got the ability. But... It, I just don't I don't understand why you'd want a guy like that in your locker room. We've seen too many times wide receivers like this come in after their prime, which I believe is where we're at with Odell Beckham, and you know, mess up locker rooms. You know, we we we've seen those guys, those old Dallas Cowboys star wide receivers that make comebacks and stuff like that. Like we've seen that from guys way too much and uh it can mess up your locker room. So what do you what are you gonna do there? You know, maybe Maybe if you're the Patriots and Bill Belichick, hey, cool, we're going to bring him in, we're going to set him down and, and make him listen to us. I mean, they, they've done that over and over and have done successful at it. But some teams, this can be bad. This can be bad. And so I would just be careful if I'm a team and if you're a fan out there rooting for Odo to go, you know, wherever. And like I said, he's a talent. He's a talent. He's a good player. But the baggage that he brings with him, is it worth the reward I, I, that you're going to get? I don't know. I don't know. And that and that's your question at home. Like, do you think it's worth it? I don't know. Um, and that's up for you to figure out as well. So, um first we're gonna or first off here, when we come to the preview of games, we're gonna talk about the Dallas Cowboys and Denver Broncos. We're gonna talk about the upcoming slate and some guys to look at in Daily Fantasy. So, uh Denver and Dallas. This is a game that for Denver, man, we've been really high on Court and Sutton all year. Uh really been excited about him. However, Jerry Judy's coming back, he's gonna get more and more stats. Uh, going to take more and more looks away from Cortland Sutton. So I would be concerned about this. Um, Teddy Bridgewater does like to throw the ball does like to share that ball, throw it around um, to everybody. And so I wouldn't focus on any one guy on receiving in from this standpoint. Running back committee there too. So I wouldn't go with anyone for Denver. I think Dallas ends up winning this game. Uh, Denver obviously losing uh, Bell to the trade that they had. I mean, to me, they're punting on the season, um, and, and I hate that for them because I thought they had a real good shot to, to be good, but that defense now is going to have less chance to be dominant during certain games and matchups. Uh, so i got to go with Dallas here, and honestly, I, I wouldn't go with the running game. I wouldn't go with Ezekiel Elliott and things like that. I, I think that Prescott comes back, plays in this game, and I think that Amari Cooper – um, and C.D. Lamb are your guys. Honestly, I like Lamb more than Cooper. Uh, that's where I would go. And Dalton Schultz as a tight end option. I, I really like him in this matchup. And so that's a guy to look at from a tight end standpoint. Other than that, I wouldn't really go with anyone from this matchup. But I think Dallas wins the game. Next up is Baltimore versus Minnesota. Uh, again, guys, what do we have to say here with Baltimore? They always play to level their opponent. They can win close games. Are they going to win? close games who knows i think that minnesota gets this win minnesota minnesota is a run is a team that can run the ball effectively and pass the ball if you go up against the baltimore ravens and you have a really solid running attack you've got a chance i think minnesota will have a chance here i think they'll they'll get four and four and win this game uh, upset alert here for that one um but if i'm going for dfs i'm going with dalvin cook uh yeah i know he's very high priced 
But if you have a chance to get Dalvin Cook in this game, I would go with him. I think Minnesota will come out, punch Baltimore in the mouth, because Baltimore's had some, some times of, you know, they come out of the gate slow. And this could be a game where that happens. If they do, Minnesota will punch them in the mouth in the running game. And I really think that Dalvin Cook's going to have a good game. Receiving-wise, I wouldn't go with anyone for Minnesota. I just think the, the ball's going to be too spread out there to pick any one guy. For Baltimore, you can go with Lamar Jackson if you want. He's going to get some good points. I would not touch these receivers. I wouldn't go with Bateman. I wouldn't go with Brown. Like I wouldn't touch these receivers, guys, because it's, it's going to be inconsistent each week because we don't know what we're going to get from... Lamar Jackson, from a passing standpoint, we just don't know. We really don't, and and so I do have concerns about that moving forward. Um, with Baltimore, you know, can he play consistent? Because he comes out and plays well, but then he has games where he's just awful. And you know, coming off, you know, previous week, the way like I, I just feel like he it could be a letdown for them. So we'll see. Maybe it's not, but that that's kind of what I would go with. I go with Lamar Jackson, or I go with uh, Dalvin Cook, and that's really it. And I think Minnesota gets the win in upset. Next, Jacksonville versus Buffalo. Okay, Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville can can still put up points. They can still play well if James Robinson is playing in this game. We don't know at this point right now. I think people doubt that he's going to play. If he does not play, I don't like any wood for Jacksonville. If 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 James Robinson doesn't play, I don't like anybody for Jacksonville. <laughs> This team with Urban Meyer still can't figure it out. They do well some weeks, but then they can't figure it out later on. I, I think if you do go with someone, maybe Jeff Agnew, that's a guy that you could take on a on a really low budget because the guy's super cheap and he's getting a lot of targets uh, from Trevor Lawrence. So uh, or Jamal Agnew, uh, I would look at Agnew from a receiving standpoint for Jacksonville. Um, if if James Robinson doesn't play. If James Robinson plays, I still wouldn't take James Robinson because I think he's going to have a down day against Buffalo's defense. But for Buffalo, I mean, Josh Allen, anybody? I mean, he's going to play well. He's going he's to be really expensive. I wouldn't go with him personally, but he might pay off because he's going to throw the ball all over the place with these guys um, and run the ball effectively. I, I think receiving-wise, Cole Beasley's a guy that I think you would look at You know, from a pricing standpoint. Uh, I, I wouldn't go with Emmanuel Sanders. You know, it, it's too hit or miss with him, especially coming off a goose egg last week uh, from a point standpoint in fantasy. And, um, you know, Stefan Diggs, who knows? I mean, he can go off, but he can have a mediocre game for the price point. I just don't like that one either. So I'd kind of stay away from this one. But I do think Buffalo gets the win easily up against this team. Uh, Vegas up against the Giants. And, uh, you know, Saquon, we don't know. I... I, I doubt that he will be back for this game um i know he's trying to but i doubt he will be back for this game and i think the giants lose another one here they just i, I don't think until barkley comes back they're going to be whole on defense or on offense anymore i just don't think they're going to be they're going to be whole again until he comes back and I, I just can't have faith in them on the Giants side of things i mean i could see you going with booker uh, as a running back because of that price point i like the price point he's at I think he would be a good option for you. I wouldn't touch any of these receivers. Everyone was banged up. We don't know who's going to play. It's going to be a last-minute thing, and if you're having to swap your lineup last minute, that's usually never good for you. So I would kind of stay away from it. I'd stay away from Daniel Jones as well because this Vegas defense can play really well. Um, Derek Carr for Vegas, I would look at him. I would look at Josh Jacobs. This is a game I could maybe stack on the offense. I think you could look at Derek Carr. You could look at Josh Jacobs. 
and you could look at Brian Edwards, obviously Henry Ruggs, everything that happened with him, um, you know, horrible, horrible story. He's facing two to 20 something years in prison and, and rightfully so for what he did. Um, but, uh, and Aurora's very upset. I don't know if you guys knew, but the woman that died in the car, she did have her dog with her in the car and the dog did pass away as well. So Aurora was very upset by that. Um, she was very, very upset. She's doing some blog posting and things like that on her dog websites to talk about the tragedy that happened there. For those of you who don't know, Aurora is the three-year-old dachshund on the cover art of the podcast. Um, She's the inspiration for what we do here, and so it, it's very, very sad, not just for the woman that passed away, but her, her dog as well. Um, so very upsetting there, but Brian Edwards, I think, is going to step up, get a lot of targets uh, for this Raiders team, and that's a guy I would look at. Also, I mean, it's going to bode well for all you Waller owners. I mean, that that's a guy you could look at too, so I could see a stack there with Jacobs and Waller and Carr, like... Maybe that's a good stat, but for the price point, I'd go with Edwards, Jacobs, and Carr. I think that's better. Now, Atlanta up against New Orleans. Guys, what are we going to see? Are we going to see good Matt Ryan? Are we going to see bad Matt Ryan? Are we going to see Atlanta's defense step up and play well? Are we going to see them be awful? And for New Orleans, who's going to start at quarterback? I know everybody's saying Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, but hey, Trevor Simeon played fine last week. I mean, who knows? He can come out there and and start in this game. We don't know. Um, John Payton could make some last-minute changes and things like that. He does that. So, um... I would stay away from New Orleans. I, I don't like anybody in this matchup. Maybe Alvin Kamara. If you want to go Alvin Kamara, you can. For the price point, I think it's too risky with this matchup. Um, for Atlanta, I mean, I know Calvin Ridley's out, and that's supposed to give you someone else to go with. I just can't think of anyone. I really can't. I, I don't like anyone on this Atlanta offense right now. With Calvin Ridley out of there, I think it changes the dynamic of the team too much. I think it's going to be spread out offense, and the ball's going to be spread around by Matt Ryan to different receivers. And when he doesn't have like that go-to guy, because I'm sure he doesn't trust Pitts yet after the drops he had last week, I, I, I don't like what he does on the field when he doesn't have that go-to guy. So I, I, would, he- I would hesitate to go with this. Uh, honestly, I think that, man... This is going to be a really tough matchup. Really tough matchup. I think Atlanta gets a win. Division division opponent. Yeah, it's in New Orleans, but I think Atlanta gets this win um, in a tough one. So upset alert there. I think it's going to be really close, though, so I'm not surprised if New Orleans gets it. But Atlanta, I think, has a chance in this one. If Matt Ryan can spread that ball out and figure out what they're doing on offense, I think they'll be fine. Now, the Browns versus the Bengals. Uh, I, honestly, I think we're going to go with the Bengals here to win this game. Uh, I just think all the issues that Odell Beckham's causing in the locker room and stuff, I think, it's, I think this is going to be a down week for Cleveland. And we'll see how it goes. Maybe it's better. Usually they play a lot better when Beckham's not on the field. So maybe they do play better. But I think the Bengals, after that loss last week to the Jets, are going to bounce back and play well. In this game, I would go with, uh, I don't like Chase so much. I like Higgins, but just because of the price point. I'd go with Higgins, and I'd go with Baker. Or not Baker. Bleh. Bleh. Burrow. I go with Joe Burrow. <sighs> Sorry about that. I go with Joe Burrow in this game. I go with Uzama in this game from a tight end standpoint. He's looked at in the red zone way too much um, to, to avoid him. Uh, so I think he might be able to vulture a touchdown. So if you want to stack um, Burrow, you want to stack Uzama, you want to stack Higgins, I like it. I like it. That's what I would go with there. Uh, for Cleveland, honestly, I would go with Nick Chubb. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna do some great things in this game, but I don't think they're gonna have enough to win. So Bengals get the win, but Chubb might be a guy on the Cleveland side of things to go with. 
Now for Carolina and New England, I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, I, I, I really do. Again, the verdict's out when it comes to McCaffrey. It looks like he's not going to play, but maybe he does. Who knows? I, I can't have faith in that. If he plays, I wouldn't go with him. I, I wouldn't trust him to stay in there the whole game because of the hamstring thing. It's a lingering injury. It can always be tweaked again. I wouldn't want to put my faith on that. So I, I'm not going to go with McCaffrey if he plays. If he doesn't play, I like Chupa Hubbard pretty well. I, I, I do. I like him better to get a lot of touches in this game because I know they're trying to figure out how to get him more touches. So I do like Chuba. So I could see you going with him. And DJ Moore is a guy to look at because he's always getting a lot of good targets for this Carolina team. Other than that, I wouldn't go with anyone in Carolina. On the New England side of things, I like Jacoby Myers. I like um, Mac Jones in this game. So you could do a stack with them. Maybe Hunter Henry if you want to throw in a, a cheaper tight end a little bit. Um, that's that's people to go with. But I think that New England will win this game. I think they're just playing better right now. And Carolina still needs to get some things figured out. Um, if McCaffrey plays, maybe Carolina wins this game because he, he changes what the defense does. Now, Miami up against Houston, and we got to start getting through a little bit of these. I don't want to hold you guys too much on this, uh, on today's episode. But Miami versus Houston. Uh, Miami, I think, will lose this game. I think Tyrod Taylor comes in and is going to make Houston uh, a more efficient offense. Not that Davis Mills is bad. He showed that he's a, he's a good, serviceable quarterback. But Tyrod Taylor is a different level of experience and consistency. So I think that does make a difference. I think Houston will win this game. Uh, Tua Tungvaluwa does seem to crack under pressure. I think it's going to be close. And in a close game, I don't I don't trust Tua. I don't trust Tua to win. Um, so on the Miami side of things, I like a stack, though. I think that Tua is going to throw the ball a lot. I think they're going to be down at times. I think, they're gonna, I think it's going to be competitive, so he's going to be throwing the ball. I go with Tua. I go with Waddle. And I go with... Um, Gesicki. I, I love that stack right now. If, if you're going to stack it to a game, this is a game to stack with um, Tua, Waddle, Gesicki. I love that. And then on the Houston side of things, for the price points, I like Brandon Cooks. In this game, I would go with him. Um, and, and that's really it. I, I, I wouldn't go with anybody else, but I love that stack, and I'm going to have a lot of shares of that uh, coming up this Sunday. And again, I think that Houston gets the win. Next, Philadelphia up against the Chargers. Uh, guys, I think the Chargers get the win here, okay? Uh, I just do. I think they're overall a better team right now. Philly's going to be fine. They're going to get better and better, but I like what um, the Chargers have overall as a team. Now, uh, if I'm looking at DFS, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler on the Chargers side of things. Uh, I think he's going to I think he's going to be able to run the ball pretty effectively up against these guys. Uh, even for the price point that he's at, I think he's going to be fine. And Philly... I mean, I like Jalen Hurts. I really do from the price standpoint. I like him. I don't like any of his receivers. Uh, you never know who he's going to throw to on any given week. Uh, there's no consistency there. So I, I don't have any receivers to go to. But I, if you want to go with Jalen Hurts, I could see that. On the other side, Austin Eckler. Next up, San Francisco and Arizona. Um, I think Arizona gets this win. I think they're going to be, you know, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to bounce back from having you know, a couple, like, downer weeks and stuff for them. But, uh you know, Arizona, I think will get the win. I think San Francisco is going to be competitive in this game. They got a good defense. They got a good run game. Um, they're they're going to be competitive, but Arizona has a really great defense. They got a great offense. They're going to be fine. Wide receiver wise for Arizona, if I'm going to go with anyone, I like Christian Kirk for the price point. Uh, you know, Hopkins isn't going to be 100%. And if you're looking at um, AJ Green, you know, he's not going to be in the game. So I like Christian Kirk in this one. Also for Arizona, I do like 
Chase Edmonds uh, to get the ball off the backfield a little bit in this game. And I, I wouldn't go with Kyler Murray, though. I wouldn't do a stack with, with the quarterback. Uh, for San Francisco, if you're going to go with anyone, you go with Debo Samuel, and that's really it. I, I wouldn't go with anyone else at this point because um, Arizona's just got a really good defense. Now, Green Bay up against Kansas City. Um, I think Green Bay gets this win, um, I, even with Jordan Love. Here's the thing. People want to over over adjust the spread, over adjust their expectations when a rookie comes in or when a backup comes in. Guys, we've seen what happens with the Jets when a backup comes in. They can play really well if they fit in the system, okay? Jordan Love played really well in the preseason when he got time. I think Jordan Love is fine. He's going to be a good quarterback. This is a game, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I would be scared because Kansas City has a bad defense. If a rookie, if a second-year quarterback can come in and get his his first start and his first legitimate start and have a chance to win a game, it's up against this Kansas City defense who's atrocious right now. He's going to have Devontae Adams back in the game. He's going to have Cobb. He's going to have Valdez Scantling. He's going to have his weapons out there, okay? Yeah, he's missing the tight end, Tanyan, but he's got uh, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. He's got weapons on his offense. Uh, Can this defense do enough to Kansas City to hold them off? If they can hold Kansas City under 20 points, they're going to win this game. If they can hold them under 25, they're going to win this game. If they get, if Kansas City gets to 30, okay, maybe Green Bay loses this game. But I think Green Bay will win. And if I'm going to look at a stack, I love Jordan Love for the price point he's at. Absolutely love it. Got to go with him. He's a guy that you really have to look at here seriously um, in most of your lineups. And Him or Tyrod Taylor are my two quarterbacks that I really like this week from a pricing standpoint. So I would go with Jordan Love. I would stagger with Devontae Adams. I think him and Devontae Adams are going to get things going. Also, you could do Aaron Jones because I think he's going to go off. The Kansas City defense is bleeding at, at the seams everywhere. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you just have to go with them. Um, you have to go with guys on Green Bay uh, in this game. And then for Kansas City, I mean, you could throw darts, but you never know who's going to do well. It could be Tyreek Hill. Maybe Kelsey gets back on track. I mean, who knows? You know, maybe Gore uh, comes out and plays well again at running back. Maybe it's Williams that bounces back this week. Who knows? You have no idea with this Kansas City team. I would stay away from them from that standpoint. There's no consistency with this team at this point. Um, So, yeah, I think Green Bay gets this one. Maybe a bit of an upset, but whatever. I think they're a great team, and they should end up winning this game up against 4-4 Kansas City. Now, Tennessee up against some Rams. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams to win this game. I do think Tennessee is going to have to make an adjustment on their offense. I think they're going to be fine. They're going to be a good team moving forward still. I think they'll get in the playoffs. They'll do well. But the Rams are a more complete team. I think the Tennessee Titans, this is a game for them to adjust their offense and figure out how to work it without Derrick Henry. Okay, And with that adjustment, it's going to hurt them. And so I can see the Rams winning this game. Um, Not easily but fairly handedly you know i think i think the rams will end up winning this game by you know 10 to 15 points but if i'm looking at anyone from the rams it's got to be cooper cup he's the guy day in day out you got to go with um if you get the chance to go up on a price point with him maybe you took some lower end guys like cooks and uh you know brian edwards for the the raiders and then maybe you can afford to go get a cooper cup that, that would be a good option for you. In this game, if you wanted to do a stack, um, you could look at Daryl Henderson and you could look at uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, so maybe that's an option for you. Uh, other than that, I wouldn't really look at anyone here um, on the Rams side of things for Tennessee. 
we don't know. We don't know about Peterson. We don't know how much where he's going to get. We don't know about Nichols. I would stay away from that. If you're going to go with someone, I would go with Nichols. I would, I would go with Jeremy McNichols. I think he's going to do really well in this game because he knows the offense. He's been in it. And I think Ryan Tannehill has some rapport with him. I think I would go with him over anyone. I think they're going to be down in this game, so they'll be passing the ball. And McNichols is good out the backfield. So that's who I would look to go with on the Tennessee side of things. I wouldn't look at their receivers. I just can't trust where Matt Ryan's going to go with the ball. He spreads the ball out really well, and I just can't trust anyone there. Now, going on to Monday Night Football, Chicago Bears up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in this game, it is a game of two bad offenses right now uh, going up against each other. And what's going to happen with their defense, right? Honestly, I'm going to go with Chicago. I'm really going to go with Chicago in this game. And yeah, maybe it's because I'm down on the Steelers this year. Blah, 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 whatever. Big Ben's washed up. Fine. Who cares? I don't care because I think that Chicago's going to win this game. Because Chicago, they finally figured some things out. They, Justin Fields finally figured out, okay, cool. I don't have to make a hero play every time. I don't have to chuck the ball down the field every time. He's starting to learn and starting to get better. Like we said, he will be fine. He will be a really good quarterback in the NFL. We have full faith in that. But he has not ready at that level yet. And he's starting to get there, though. He's starting to. He's starting to progress. And we saw that last week in their last game because he was able to get out of the pocket, run for some plays, get his check downs, make the right plays on offense, and that's all we need to see from him. If this team can put up 20 points, they will beat the Steelers because the Steelers can't put up points. This offense is atrocious for them. If you're going with anyone on the Steelers side of things, you got to go with Johnson. Um, that's the guy from the receiving standpoint. Yeah, Najee Harris is, is, is doing work every single week, but I don't like this matchup for him especially at the price point that he's at. So I wouldn't go with Harris. If you wanted to go with someone again, I think it's Johnson um, from a receiving standpoint. Now for the Chicago side of things, you can go with Justin Fields. I think he will do fine in this game. I don't think he's going to beat some of these other guys on the list, especially for the price point that he's he's went up to. But um, I could see, and we don't know about the backfield right now either. We don't know about the backfield. We don't know about Williams. We don't know. I, I don't know. I have questions there about the workload and, and how that work share is going to be. Um, so I can't go with anyone in Chicago. I would stay away from this game overall from a fantasy standpoint, a DFS standpoint. But I think Chicago gets this win. Uh, I know that's a, a little bit of a hot take. But what do you guys think? Um, you know, Let us know. I know we covered a good amount of stuff and got into the, the preview for the upcoming slate of games. Uh, so what do you guys think? Hopefully some of these tips, hopefully some of these players pan out for you guys. I know we're excited for the week, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, – yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And again, Aurora and I want to let you know we do have a travel agency now that we we are running. Um, we are a travel agent for Share the Magic Travel. Um, our email and things like that will be below if you're looking to do a trip, go anywhere. I mean, we can book even just hotels for you if you're going to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, if you're going to you know Savannah, Georgia, wherever you're going. Like we we've got hotels and things that we can book for you. We can book airfare if you're going international trips, whatever you guys want to do, as well as Disney, Universal, Carnival Cruise Line, Royal Caribbean, all that stuff. So uh, our email and things will be below. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Uh, please like, share, subscribe the content to anybody that you know would enjoy it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again on Monday or on Wednesday. So. Uh, have a great weekend, slate of games, guys. Hope it's great for all the teams, and uh, we'll be excited to see the results.